Hashtag SAFM Headspace. We are moving on now to our next conversation, and this time around, we are talking about the South, the African Farmers Association of South Africa, AFASA. Yeah. Well, the African Farmers Association of South Africa held its National Executive Council, the NEC Strategic Workshop, on the 21st and the 22nd of January in Benoni, Johannesburg. The workshop deliberated on the state of agriculture in the country, progress on black farmer commercialization and farmer support in general. The session coincided with the announcement of the downgrading of the land bank into junk status by Moody's. The agency downgraded land bank's long-term issuer ratings to BA1 from BAA3, according to a FASA chairperson, Mr. Neo Mastela. The downgrading is of great concern to the council, and this is what he said, and I quote, The downgrading of the land bank by Moody's is a sad sign of the state not taking seriously the growth of and development of black farmers in the country. The land bank successfully developed commercial white farmers in colonial and apartheid eras and continues to do so in the democratic era. Full stop. Close quote. Well, we're joined now by Mr. Nagana Masoga. Mr. Masoga is the Secretary General of the African Farmers Association of South Africa. Afasa, good evening to you, sir, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening, my brother. Good evening to the listeners. First, let's let's talk about uh, uh, this, this. What I'm hearing. Are, are you a Shubi? Yes, oh, I'm in Jelengel. Oh, Pungan. Oh, How's it going? Yeah. Oh, Team Kulo. All right. Oh, All right. I, I, I had to just yeah. confirm that much. All right. That now that I know that, uh, let's get into the issue of the African Farmers Association of South Africa. Not a very prominent name in our news cycles. Is it possible that perhaps um, you have a voice, but not as loud as it ought to be? First and foremost. No, I think uh, we have a voice, and uh, over the last eight years, we've been making a massive impact in terms of influencing policy, influencing the direction that government takes, and uh, we have been successful in galvanizing farmers into specific campaigns for the improvement of their lot. What we have realized is that a number of areas that we have raised, government have not uh, moved at the speed that we needed or that was required. And we have decided that uh, our engagement with government must be more robust so that we ensure that uh, our is heard, our rightful space is granted to us, and if not granted, we wrestle it. Okay, all right. I'm hoping that perhaps you might be able to wrestle it, but it doesn't seem as though that your um, voice is as recognized as would be by the international community. For example, it seems as though while we as um, Africans might want to have much invested in our agriculture, we don't see that much, or do you? We participate in international platforms 
we participate as an organization in the World Agricultural Forum. We participate uh, in BRICS. Uh, so at that level, our footprint is visible. The decision now by Moody, it's actually pointing towards the failure of government more than the failure of farmers or farmer organizations like ourselves. It reflects on the delay. We want to almost say the intransigence of government to ensure that the land bank is focused on its two-way mandate of being a bank, secondly, of being a developmental bank. What is of most concern to us is that compared to other parastatals, the land bank on governance side has been well until the end of the term of the previous CEO. And from there, the government has been very slow in appointing the new CEO and in appointing the CFO after the previous one resigned. So it is not the world against AFASA. It is the world against government when we look at uh, the decision by Moody's. Okay. All right. Um, we're going to dig a little deeper, but I want to open the lines first before we go there. 0891-104-207. 0891-104-207. We're in conversation with the Secretary General of AFASA, the African Farmers Association of South Africa. And uh, tonight we are talking to Mr. Nagana Masoko Pungane Mtimkul. Oh, hey, I'm happy today. Let's talk about AFASA just a little bit. Afasa, it, it, it sounds very clear-cut, but I do not want to make any assumptions. When you say African farmers, what do you mean? Black people only? We refer to black farmers specifically. However, our membership is not restricted to black farmers in terms of race. That's why we've got the commodity organizations, some that are white, some are not specific in terms of race, which means they've got all races. However, the reason why AFASA was established was to ensure that a black farmer is supported, elevated, takes a rightful place in terms of uh, uh, working on the issue of food security, poverty, unemployment, and being successful agri-businesses. That was the basis of the formation of AFASA. Yeah, so you are confirming that you are representing only black farmers? I'm confirming that we are representing primarily black farmers. Do you ever? Obviously, in agriculture, yeah, there are cases where we partner with white farmers, where 
in terms of ownership of companies. You'll have black farmers owning or co-owning with white farmers, and those companies will become members of AFASA. So we will not say it's a black company. Okay. Primarily black farmers, but not exclusive to black farmers. Okay, uh, perhaps we could get into that uh, if it was important, but uh, I want us to talk about your relationship with government. Um, I'm, I'm asking this because you, of your call to strengthen state-owned agricultural entities. What's your relationship with the government? We are an organization that is independent However, we have a relationship with government because the primary responsibility of food security is the competency of government. Now, government does not have agricultural enterprises. It is farmers that execute that responsibility for themselves, their families, and obviously, indirectly for government. So our relationship with government is that we are two bodies that hold hands, or that should hold hands, to ensure the success of the agricultural sector so that it deals with the three challenges that I've just outlined. So it is the view of AFASA that food security is supposed to be nurtured and secured by government and not industry like yourselves? It is the government that must that has the responsibility of ensuring that a country has got sufficient food to feed its population. Primarily, it is the responsibility of government. However, government is not in the business of owning cattle, owning uh, lands to plant, and so on. There are people like ourselves who execute that responsibility. That's why, historically, government would unashamedly invest in agriculture and in farmers, white farmers specifically, unashamedly, to ensure that they are able to produce the food for the nation. It is the responsibility of government. It is executed by farmers. One of our gripes now is that government is not bold enough to ensure that farmers, and specifically black farmers, are in a position to get the necessary support, are in a position to work the land to ensure that the three challenges are prosecuted. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to chew on what you just said right now because when I saw the headline, it was rather peculiar, odd. It was a curious call. State-owned agricultural entities, a very odd call, but we'll chew on it shortly after the standby. 
conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Welcome back, Chris, to listening to the Headspace. This is still our first hour. We're together in conversation with Nagana Masoga. Mr. Masoga is uh, the Secretary General of the African Farmers Association of Southern Africa, talking to or South Africa rather, talking to us about their call to strengthen or for government to strengthen state-owned agricultural entities. Uh, it was a very odd uh, headline, I thought, and I wondered what if perhaps I understand it well. What what exactly are you referring to when you're saying state-owned entities? Because I was happy just now when you conceded that it is farmers who are in the business of farming, not government. But what did you refer to? What were you referring to when you were talking about state-owned agricultural entities? Yes, my it, it would need some background. Until 20 years ago, government had invested a lot of money into agricultural cooperatives such that it was easy for farmers to access seed, to access fertilizers, to access livestock of high quality. It was easy for farmers to access mechanization like tractors, like planters and so on. Government had established in collaboration with farmers cooperatives where a farmer would just go with very little security, would be provided with support, would be provided with mentoring, and they will the land over a number of years they would pay back the money that they have used right 20 years ago these were privatized and the current owners of those corporatives paid very little if any to own those cooperatives as private uh, companies, trusts, and so on. One of those kind of entities was the land bank, which provided massive financial support for farmers. Repayments at a very low interest rate over a very long period to ensure that a farmer can be sustainable. About 10 years ago, commercial banks took the land bank to court, arguing that the land bank, as a commercial bank, is in a that an unfair competition with them because they've got this financial injection by government. While the land bank won that case, the developmental mandate that includes funding from government was done away with. As a result, the land bank mobilizes funding like every other commercial bank internationally. Now, with that 
background. Until 2014, the government had a model of funding for emerging farmers called the RECAP, in short. It was done away with about five years ago, and it was replaced by another fund, which, until now, we cannot point to one person who benefited or who was supported in that way. The point that we're making is, now, with the demise almost of the land bank and the erratic, uncoordinated support that we are getting from government, government is not demonstrating willingness to strengthen these entities that are supposed to be supporting farmers. And we want the government to do that. Okay. All in right. 20, just this last point. In 2016, we marched to the union building as AFASA out of our conference. And we demanded from government that government, we realize that white farmers in terms of number, are reducing from 1980, where there were 120,000, to 2011, where there are around 40,000. Projections are that in 2030, there will be 5,000 white farmers who are commercial, who are feeding the country. Government do what the apartheid government did Start now commercializing black farmers, ensuring that black farmers become commercial. It was approved by then President Zuma, and in one of the uh, opening of Parliament, Sona, he said, we will support and commercialize 450 farmers every three years. President Ramaphosa, when he came in, he restated that commitment on the basis of our campaign. But I can tell you, from 2017 to date, government has not done anything about it. They are not consulting us, the people who conceptualized this thing. They are trying all things, and they call them commercialization of black farmers, okay. and they fail. Okay. Because... They want to do them themselves. What is wise? They would rather give money to white entities, white farmers, to come and support us instead okay. of working directly with us as black farmers. All right, hold the thought, hold the thought. I want to take some calls for you, some voice notes, some texts as well, and then uh, we can engage you together. I want to go to PE first. We do have Ngoende in PE. Good evening, Togo. Yes, Togo. Good evening to you. Good evening, there's nothing, not one way, not one sentence that your Pungane has mentioned, you know, that I find problematic. 
I agree with him totally. Let me say why, Pungane. You see, Pungane, the land bank was established to address the poor Afrikaner problem in a scheme called Afrikaner folks capitalism. You can call it scheme or ideology, right? Now, I've got friends, my boyhood friends, that used to work for them bank. Some of them are still there. I've got my previous boss in some financial institution, which I won't mention, who was my regional manager in the Western Cape, who happened to be a board member at ESCOM some time ago. So, I then do have some information, right, that that land bank used to write off loans regularly of the farmers who could not afford the very low interest rate that Bungan is talking about, right? Mm. Because Bungan, the system was designed such that failure was not an option for a white farmer, all right? So all these things of your Transnet, your East Coast, your Dennis, blah, 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 they were there to address the poor white Afrikaner. Okay? Now, your case has mentioned some figures there. 1980, there were so many commercial farmers. You know, up to now, you know, the number is dwindling. Precisely because, Pungane, they are going in the continent, right, to, uh, to work as farmers in the continent, right? So what your guest is saying is similar to what government was warned about ESCOM, that we need more generation capacity. If it is not done, we would have in these low settings. Now, Pungane, just fathom to think what your guest is saying. If these commercial African farmers are not being assisted as the white farmers were, Pungani, we would have food insecurity, and we don't want to fathom what would that mean. Pungani, a very good evening. Thank you very much, man. Appreciate your calls. Let's go to Newlands. Mike is there. Good evening, Mike. Yeah, hi. Good evening, man. Hmm. Good evening to your guest. Um, I want to ask you two questions quickly. Uh, you'll probably know about a Lutopo farmer, obviously a black gentleman called David Ragisa. I hope I pronounced that correctly. He's 79 years old, and uh, he was offered his land at 621,000 rand about, mm, I think, 15 years ago, and was agreed to sell it to him. The ANC government then refused to sell it to him, and he's been fighting a court case, and now I want to sell it to him at 5 million rand. Uh, he, uh, then the ANC they lost the case, they appealed the case, they lost the appeal. Um, I think the ANC is kind of hoping that he will die before they give him the land. Have you got any comment on why the ANC will not send, sell a legitimate black farmer uh, from the Pope called David Rodriguez of the land? He might know a little bit about that. And I'd love his comments on the fact that the land of land minister, Toko Dediza, uh, just recently made an admission. In fact, he was in business day this morning that three quarters of the land uh, acquired by the government for reform farms. I think it says here of land reform farms acquired by the state and Popa are lying dormant. And they are saying that it's a sad indictment of the government and makes nonsense of the focus on land expropriation without compensation. I'd love an answer to those two questions and his comments. Thanks, Maya. All right, thank you very much, Mike. Uh, Mr. Mosok? Yes. My, unfortunately, I could not hear Mike clearly, but uh, I think uh, one of his points relates to uh, a farm that somebody wants to buy and government is reluctant to to, to transfer ownership. Can you help me there? 
All right, we're going to try and, and get Mike back on the on the line again because yeah. he's telling a story but, of a person who had a re- just, some kind of relationship with the ANC. Yeah. Uh, I thought perhaps you'd know much yeah. about that story because uh, I don't know any story that has to do with the yeah. ANC selling land or buying land. Perhaps he's referring no, to the ANC-led government, but um, we're going to try and have him back on the line again. Uh, but please yeah. respond to Nanda first while we're still trying to get Mike back on the line. Okay. Now, starting with the first caller, I agree fully, and I thank him for uh, the information that he's also sharing with us. You know, Nye, if today a white farmer and a black farmer apply for funding from the land bank today, immediately when the white farmer submits his application form, he's got 15 credit points already. Even before that application is considered or evaluated by the first official, the system, the land bank system, once you punch this person in, already credits him with 15 points. When you are a black farmer, before the system can take your application, it must be pre-assessed. By the time you, it goes into the system, it's almost a month. And if you have uh, certified documents, they are left with two months before they expire. You must go back and do more documents and bring them on a new date. Now, that is an apartheid arrangement that was done. As black farmers, we came into a system that was prepared for other people. Our government has never taken any step to correct that racist evaluation of applications. That's one of the things that we are saying government must improve. I will not dwell too much on the issues raised by Mike we all know that Mike is a number one hater of the ANC government. We don't want to bring politics into this discussion where we are talking as farmers to the government of the day. Uh, just just forgive me for interrupting, Mr. Masoga. Uh, so you did hear what Mike said? I did not accept that. I heard that he's referring to the nonsense that the ANC government is doing and so on. Okay, let's and, clarify a few things. Yeah. Um, perhaps I'll, 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 you can engage me on that. I'm going to try and engage mm-hmm. you as well. Um, Mike uh, may have views that you don't like, but it is important that we appreciate that Mike, as a South African, uh, mm-hmm. is entitled to share those views and engage you. Yes. And um, I, I personally do not know whether Mike is a hater or not. What I do know is Mike has views and he's not afraid to share those views. And on a public platform like the South African Broadcasting Corporation, we don't discriminate between views and we allow all views. So I'm going to ask you with all the respect I can conjure up, Mr. Masoka, that if you heard his question, 
you respond to his question. You may not like it, but respond to it. We are unable to connect to him, but he is able to call us. So um, he has called us back. Mike, uh, can you hear me? Uh, yes, I'm loud and clear. All right, Mike, please be brief because we have a few seconds before we go to the news. Just a direct question and he'll respond to you. Totally understood. Now I'm just responding to an article that appeared in the uh, Sunday Times and it simply referred to a farmer that has been he's 78 years old. Uh, he's been struggling to buy his land for 17 years. The government wants to continue to lease it to him and he would like to buy it. I fully support black farmers. That's why the, the purpose of my whole cold call, I don't have any no preference to white or black farmers. I simply want black farmers to succeed. And I'm continually confused as to why this gentleman, who seems to be an extremely successful farmer, is being denied ownership of the land. It's, it's a simple question, and it's nothing to do with hating ANC. I do not hate anybody, certainly not the ANC. Thanks very much, Naya. All right. Did you hear the question, Mr. Muscle? I did. Okay. I'm going to ask you to respond no, when we come back from... Hold, hold on, sir. I just have to go to the news now, and then um, I'll give you the opportunity to get four response after the news. It's 11 o'clock. It's time for the final bulletin for today with Zoleika Kodash. Hashtag SAFM Headspace. Five after 11, this is the second and final hour of the Headspace. We're concluding a conversation with our guest Secretary General of the African Farmers Association of South Africa, FASA, Mr. Nagana Masoga, talking to us about their call for the strengthening of state-owned agricultural entities and is responding to the guests at the callers, rather. Uh, before you even respond to Mike, I'd like to add a few voice notes, uh, Mr. Masoga, and then you can respond to everyone together. Is that okay? All right. Go ahead, Phineas. Let me let me then deal with uh, the question by Mike. Okay. You see, when you go to the open market to do business, to borrow money, or to try to buy on account uh, inputs, the two years five years, 10 years, and 30-year leave that you have in your hand means very little in most instances. If you had a title deed in your hand, it would be a more respectable thing that you can use as collateral. So as an organization, our standpoint has been government must give farmers title deeds. Alternatively, government must cede these farms to the land bank so that when we go to the land bank, the land bank has got the comfort of security of collateral with the land that is in their books already. That would also boost the financial standing of the bank itself. So, that is our position. However, we are not going to join the people who are using the need to convert the long-term lease into title deeds to distract us from the campaign for land expropriation 
and land expropriation without compensation. That's our position. He was asking a question about uh, how the government has refused uh, a farmer land. I need you to just address that part. Well, well, no, government will not do something that is not the policy. So we are lobbying to change the law so that policy provides for that. That's why that gentleman went to court. Now, we will not say government must transfer a title deed in a vacuum. Our campaign is that government must provide the necessary legal framework so that that is possible. Okay. All right. Let's go to those voice notes quickly. One after the other finish. Okay. I Nayan South Africans, Eddie from Mobile Foundation in Undal's Res. Um, thank you very much for the guest. And uh, the Masoka, and also the former MEC Nadineo Masichela, we are in in good hands. Yeah, you know, we 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 need more farmers to 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 be involved because you know um, <laughs> maybe I'm a vegetarian, and you know one will definitely rely on farmers in terms of uh, food producing. Um, and I'm sure that they will also pass the, the, the skills to emerging young farmers um, because that's what also that's what we need so that we sustain the, the food chain. Um, yes, government must uh, be helpful to them. I know DBSA is also coming on board. Even the Demotsepe, I know, is also investing a lot in terms of making sure that there's food in the land. And the Masoka, you have our support as South Africans. Thank you. Good evening, Naye, and your guest today. Um, I really concur with your with your guest to say, um, our government doesn't do anything to support black farmers. And for me, um, I have personally applied for um for financial support from our government to the department of agriculture since 2016 but till today now i've never got anything and of which i do have land and when coming to the land bank i think land bank was really for, for white people thank you night all right you can respond sir yes no greetings to eddie tabala my brother uh, we come a long way together. And uh, I agree fully with what he's saying. The other gentleman actually expresses the experience of our own members that the support by government departments, your previous Department of Agriculture uh, and the Department of Rural Development and Land Reform, the support is not coordinated, it's not structured, and uh, in most cases, it goes to people that are not even farmers. Mm. That is the problem that we are sitting with. We have already taken this up with the new minister so that more thorough monitoring evaluation is done. Uh, that's why we are also participating in the new, recently publicized 
policy on uh, the criteria for the selection of beneficiaries, beneficiary selection criteria for allocation of land and support. We are participating in that process. We make our own submission. But the bottom line is the support that government is giving is not coordinated, it's not structured, it's not focused. It's piecemeal, if I can use that term. Okay. All right, Bungan, we're going to leave our conversation on that note. We're ever so grateful that you agreed to talk to us and we extended your time. We really appreciate you coming through and talking to us. Thank you so much, my brother. We meet on the 3rd of February at the Gauteng High Court. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, that was the Secretary General of Mr. Nagana, uh, Mr. Nagana uh, Masoga, the Secretary General of the African Farmers Association of South Africa, FASA. And now we move on to the issue of land expropriation without compensation.